You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Welcome back to the New Day of Hope broadcast. We are so excited that you have joined us one more time and we trust that the messages and the studies, they are adding values to your life and we know that your heart will be blessed by what we have to share with you today. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, my friends, uh, this would be a very good time for you to call a neighbor or call a friend and invite them to join us at the New Day of Hope broadcast. I know, as my wife said earlier, they will be blessed. Their soul will be revived and refreshed in the things of God. We hear people telling us how blessed they were through the ministry of the Word of the Lord. You know, if you are being blessed by this ministry, you can let us know by dialing 404-964-2242. That's a WhatsApp number. Everybody has WhatsApp, so you can feel free to call and let us know how you are being impacted by this ministry. Or you can email us at newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. That's newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. We will really be happy to hear from you. Amen. It's now time to study the Word of God together. And we want to share with you on the subject, living a life of victory. Or we can say, living a victorious life. You know, many of God's children are living defeated, unsatisfying, and unsatisfactory lives. They have never experienced living a life of victory. So we want to share with you seven characteristics of such a life. The first life we will look at is the peaceful life. We can only have a peaceful life when we are secure in Christ because we know in this world, we will have tribulation, trials, troubles. So how can we have a peaceful life? Isaiah 30 verse 15 says, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, you shall be saved in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. So we have to learn to be still. Amen. So she was just talking about the peaceful life. When you are in Christ, my friends, you ought to have a peaceful life because you have the peace of God, which passes all understanding. And you have peace with God. Every child of God should be at peace with God. Well, then we have the overflowing life. The overflowing life. John 7, verses 37 through 39. And I trust you are following along with us. It says, On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scripture declares, Rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. And that, my friend, you should shout right there because, you know, when you come believing in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Master, the Spirit is given unto you. 
but the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet uh, entered into his glory. But if you want to have the Spirit of God in you today, then you've got to come to know the Lord Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. Amen. So we will look at the abundant life. John 10, 10 says, The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. He said, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full, to the overflow. So when you accept Christ as your Savior, you have abundant life. It's always flowing. And you will have no lack. You have abundant life in Christ. Amen. So we, we started out by talking about the peaceful life. We talked about the overflowing life. My wife just talked about the abundant life. Now let's look at the joyful life. The joyful life. You know, because if you are in Christ, why are you so sad? Why are you so down and out? Why are you so discouraged? If you are in Christ, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So when you are in Christ, you are to have the joyful life. John 15 and verse 11. Listen to what it says. I have told you these things so that my joy and delight may be in you. I have told you these things so that my joy and delight may be in you and that your joy may be made full and complete and overflowing. We are happy people, praise the Lord. Uh, for we have the Bible, we have the Spirit, we have the love of God with us. I have a right to be excited. I have a right to be joyful. I have a right to be happy. I have the joyful life because a life with God ought to be a joyful life. That's right. That's why the song say, I have a joy, 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 dung in, in my heart. heart. And it's dung in my heart to stay. stay. Amen. Mm -hmm. So now because we're joyful, we have liberated life. The deliberated life, which means you are free. Romans 6, 7 says, For the person who has died with Christ has been freed from the power of sin. So when you have the liberated life, you can shout, you can praise, you can dance because you're free from the power of sin. Sin no longer has dominion over you. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's look at the triumphant life. The triumphant life. 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 14 says, But thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us, watch this, spreads and makes evidence everywhere the sweet fragrance of the knowledge of Him. That's what happens when we have the triumphant life. We first of all, we learn what it is to, to be thankful to our God because he's the one who is leading us to victory at all times. The battle of life is not ours, it's the Lord's. When we trust in him, when we walk with him, he gives us the victory to overcome. Amen. And now we have the loving life. You know, 1 John 2 verse 5 says, but whoever obeys what Christ says is the kind of person in whom God's love is perfected. So we have the love of Christ in us. You can only have that love in you when you have trusted Christ as your Lord and Savior. So we can rejoice because we are loved by him. I love him because he first loved me. Amen. So that brings us to the question. What is meant by a life 
of victory. What is meant by a life of victory? And that's an important question because you need to know what's the meaning of that. So we have just dealt with the seven characteristics of such a life. And you know, my friends, there are many other scriptures that could be cited. Let's, let's consider a few more of the scriptures. First, it is not a life in which it is impossible to sin. No. But a life in which victory over sin is possible. I, I need to say that one more time. I said, it is not a life in which it is impossible to sin. But a life in which victory over sin is possible. So the first is unobtainable in this life. Because as long as you are in this life, you will sin one way or another in your thoughts, in your words, in your action. But the second is attainable. The second one is attainable in that we do not have to sin. No, because we can be victorious. If we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. And if I am close to the Lord, I do not have to sin. So the second one is attainable. We do not have to live a life in sin. What is meant by a life of victory? It is not an abnormal life or a life to be enjoyed by just a few of God's children, but it is his provision for every Christian. That's why before all this Corona, we were able to gather together as believers in Christ, come together and celebrate Jesus. So everybody can participate in this life. Amen. Uh, it is not a life where there is no temptation. No, my friends. But a life where temptation is overcome. Hebrews 4 and verse 15 says, watch this. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations. But one who has been tempted knowing exactly how it feels to be human. In every respect, we are yet without committing any sin. That's the word of the Lord to the people of God. It is not a life of outward victory only, but a life of inward and outward victory. So you can have victory inward and you can have victory outward. Amen. It is not a fully grown life where further growth in grace is unnecessary or impossible. No, my friends, because the Bible tells us that we have to continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of God. Even Jesus grew in grace and in wisdom. And so we have to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so it is also the victorious life is a life of victory over sin, over self and Satan. A life of freedom from the power of sin as well as freedom from the penalty of sin. A life that is not only reconciled to God by the death of his son, but a life that is also saved through his life, according to Romans 5 and verse 10. For it says, For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, it is much more certain, watch this now, it is much more certain, having been reconciled, that we will be saved from the consequences of sin by his life, that is, we will be saved because Christ lives 
today. And that's a glorious thing because he leaves. Watch this now. I can face tomorrow. Because he leaves, all fear is gone. Because I know that he holds tomorrow. And life is worth the living. Glory to God. Because he lives. Praise be to God. So is such a life really possible? Can you really live a victorious life? It is God's will that we should live a life of victory. Has he made provision for each and all of his children to be victorious all along the line? If so, we sin against him by accepting and being satisfied with anything less than his will. If it is not his will, it will be a sin against him to seek or to expect us to live this life. So let's reverse the question for a moment. It is God's will that we, his children, should live defeated lives? Of course not. It is necessary for us to be beset and overcome by such things as temper, touchiness, untruthfulness, and pride. We experience all these things. He made it possible for us to live a victorious life. So let the following scriptures and those we already mentioned in the opening part of this study supply the answer. You know, in Matthew 1, 21, it says, She will give birth to a son and will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Amen. So let's turn to John chapter 8. That's the gospel of John. You have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John chapter 8. And look at verses 34 through 36. He says, Jesus answered, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, everyone who practices sin habitually is a slave of sin. Now the slave does not remain in a household forever, but the, the son of the master does remain forever. So if the son makes you free, then you are what? Unquestionably free indeed. The Bible says, whom the Son set free is free indeed. And I am free today. I can brag about that. I can show that. I can boast about that. I am free from the guilt of tomorrow. I am free from the guilt of the past because Jesus has made me free and I am free indeed. Amen. So we are showing you how it's possible to live a victorious life. Romans Chapter 6, 7, 8 says, For the person who has died with Christ has been freed from the power of sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we also will live together with him, which is summed up in Romans six fourteen. For sin will no longer be a master over you, since you are not under law as slaves, but under unmerited grace as recipients of God's favor and mercy. So you and I are no longer a slave to sin. We have been free from sin. We have been saved by grace. Amen. Amen. You know, and you know, my friend, salvation is of the Lord, for it's by grace we are saved. Through faith, it's not of works, man. I mean, we, I mean, it's good to do good, but we are not saved by doing good. We are doing good because we are saved. Let's look at Philippians chapter 4. And verse 13, Philippians 4 and verse 13, a very well-known verse. Hear what it says. I can do all things which he has called me to do. I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me. That is Christ to fulfill his purpose 
I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confidence and peace. Glory to God. I've got it, man. And if you are saved, if you have Christ in you, you have that thing to you, have that strength, you have that energy. You because Christ in me, the Bible says, is the hope of glory. Glory to God. Praise God. See, we can do anything because Christ strengthened and he empowered us. So in 1 Thessalonians 4.3, it says, For this is the will of God, that you be sanctified, separated, and set apart from sin, that you abstain and back away from sexual immorality. So all these verses we are showing you is that it is possible to live a victorious life, even though we may sin sometime. He said, if you sin, you have an advocate with the Father. So we are separated, we are set apart from sin, and we can flee sexual lust. Amen, amen. Let's see if we can do maybe another scripture. All right, so in 1 John chapter 1, verses 7 and 9, and listen to what it says, but if we really walk in the light, that is, Live each day, every day in conformity with the precepts of God as he himself is in the light. We have true unbroken fellowship with one another. Oh, glory to God. Uh, he with us also and we, we with him. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from not some sin, but cleanses us from all sin. By erasing the stain of sin, keeping us cleansed from sin in all of its uh, forms and manifestations. If we say we have no sin, refusing to admit that we are sinners, we delude ourselves and the truth is not in us. His words does not live in our hearts. If we freely admit that we have uh, sinned and confess our sins, the Bible says he is faithful and just, true to his own nature and promises, and will forgive our sins and cleanse us continually from all unrighteousness. Glory to God. So we see that these scriptures make it abundantly clear that God desires all his children to experience a victorious Christian life. I said that's the desire of God, that all of us as believers would experience a victorious Christian life. You do not have to live a defeated life, my friends. No, we have the Bible, we have God with us, we have the Spirit, and therefore we should live a victorious life. Not only some days, but every day, because victory shall be mine if I hold my peace and let God fight my battle. Victory, victory shall be mine. Praise the Lord. That was a great lesson. So we will conclude this part today. And the next time we return, we will continue with what is the secret of this life of victory. So if you think you've been living a defeated life, we want to encourage you today that you can indeed live a life of victory. You can be victorious in your daily walk 
with the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You know, my friends, we never bring our broadcast to a close without giving you an opportunity in today's case to live a victorious Christian life. And we said earlier that it is possible for all of us to live an abundant life. That's, in fact, that's God's desire for you to live a victorious Christian life. And we can do that if we draw near to God, God will draw near to us. Father, we thank you and we honor you today. You are awesome. You are powerful. Thank you for the hearers of this broadcast tonight. We pray that your grace and your mercy will be with every one of them. Those who are not saved, that they will come to know you today. And those who are saved will seek to live the abundant life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And if you are blessed, if you are motivated by today's study, we would love to hear from you. We encourage you to reach out to us at newdeafopatlanta at gmail.com. Once again, that's newdeafopatlanta at gmail.com. Or you can call us 404-964-2242. That's also a WhatsApp number. Feel free to call us or text us. So until then, let your heart go on singing. Until then, oh my friends, with joy you must carry on. Bye now. God bless you indeed.